That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like a, the master in the, you know, Padawan. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you're listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer, joined once again with Blake. Uh, Hank and Kyle will be back next week for week one, but another time here with Blake. But Blake, you know, an exquisite fountain of knowledge. We're very happy to have you back once again. So thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here with you. Good. Thank you. You know, it's always nice to talk about the Packers, but... Hell yeah. We'll get to, you know, this week's episode, we'll go, we'll briefly go over the roster cuts, the depth chart moves, uh, we'll look forward to the season, some predictions, some previews with that, and of course we'll talk about the Viking game, which is going on this Sunday. Yuck. But first, speaking of that, you know, a big news dump today, not really, because, you know, it's always sensationalized. Tyler Dune, Dunn, whatever his name is, posted his article on one Zedarius, I've I've come up with a new nickname for him. Are you ready for this? What Blake? is it? Slandarius Smith. That Slandarius. is his new Slandarius Smith. So, so he's slandering something, or he's getting slandered. I'm just I'm uh, he's he that. seems to be the one who does the slander. I guess he usually thinks his name is slandered because NFL.com or something will put out like a top ten list of pass rushers, and he's he won't be listed. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, so he gets pissed about that. But mostly, <laughs> right now, it's because he's slandering the good name of the Packers. So. You know, this has really irked me all day. I've obviously on this podcast gone at Zadarius several times, even about a year ago is when it started. I think the first time you were on actually is when I first started getting on him. Yep. yep. But today I'll go through it quick. Once again, Ty, Ty Dune, another hit piece on the Packers. <sighs> Briefly go over this. Um, here's a couple excerpts from the article. Quote from Zadarius. I played one year of high school football. For me, to be where I'm at today just shows you how much I love the game. (laughs) I put everything into it. I put my back on the fucking line, and I put everything. And that year three, I was treated bad. That's why I'm here now, so I can play them twice this year. Hmm. So whatever, injury, blah, blah. Yeah, that's why I'm here, so I can play the the Packers twice a year. He goes on, uh, Ty doing an article. He goes on to talk about how he was treated after he came back to Wisconsin after getting surgery in October. He says that he came down (laughs) and he's pointing like Dune is describing it like Zedarius is putting his hand up high. And he's like, I was up here and then I was down here. It's like, wow, very, very uh, eloquent there, Z. But but he said to everybody Mm. in the building, I was like, damn, why am I being treated like this? I brought the culture. I helped change this shit. Why the fuck am I the one being treated like that? Uh, Smith isn't shy in explaining what he means. Quote, walking past me, not saying nothing. Like, Z, how's your back doing? There was none of that. As you can see, that adds on to why I'm on the other side. So I can go back. I can get, I can go back two times a year. Which, so I'm going to play a clip here. Uh, Once again, so, you know, twice. And this is in the article twice there. It's in the headline 
Zadarius being very excited about playing the Packers twice a year. Well, uh, Tyler Dunn went on the Bill Michaels show on the radio. I don't know what uh, station it is, whatever. But I tuned into that to see what other little tidbits there was. Sure. So here's one time when Michaels pressed Dune about this quote. Did he tell you why the deal in Baltimore fell through? That's one of those topics. I, I wish we had a little bit more time. I was hoping we'd catch up again to, to go down that road, but unfortunately we didn't. You know, we talked a lot about the Packers, a lot about the Vikings, and his upbringing a, a touch as well. So, yeah. So, Tyler Dunn, the eloquent uh, journalist that he is, uses this quote multiple times, puts it in the headline, but he didn't even follow up or ask Z about signing with Baltimore. It's weird. Very weird. Kind of, you know, it shoddy. never got brought up. Like yeah. He, well, that's the thing. Uh, Tyler's uh, excuse is that he just ran out of time and somehow wasn't able to ask about, you know, a pretty big part of his offseason when it looked like, you know, he was going home as he was saying on Twitter and stuff. And then, of course, you know, came back and then went to the Minnesota Vikings. How much time did he have? I don't it It was like a week where you heard nothing. And then all of a sudden it was that contract was uh, I would be asking like him on his research let alone Z researching Z be like why are you not asking this like I don't know exactly yeah so that's one part of it that's more so on Dune but then it goes back to uh, Zedarius and the last part of the article there that I read where he said walking past me not saying anything he's talking about like the players the coaching staff whoever who weren't talking to him or, you know, in the hallways and stuff. It's like, well, one thing is you can start your own conversations, Z. You don't have to walk walk around and assume everyone's going to ask you about your back. Yeah, that that's a weird part, like referencing the back. Like, that wasn't, that was like a specific thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That was like a targeted question that he was looking for. Like, yeah. I, like I don't know. What? For sure. So all you hear Z really talk about is, you know, he felt slighted that the Packers wanted him to... Uh, not get surgery and play through it. There, you know that he alludes to that. He doesn't say it really concrete, but the big thing is that people weren't talking to him. Well, once again, here's a clip from the interview with Tyler Dunn, and listen because it seems like we're not really covering what we should be covering when we're talking about Zedaria Smith. We're only getting one side of the story here. So, uh, other than just like you know, not talking to him in the hallways, uh, you know, he kind of made the statement that he just didn't feel like he was treated very well. Was uh, because he made it sound like well, something happened in the weight room when he was working out, getting ready for the season, and then the disc happened, and all of a sudden he was almost ostracized. Uh, is that a good way to put it? That's the the perfect way to put it. You know, it, if you take him at his word, he he wasn't upset about contract stuff and you know we all saw the tweet after the captains were announced he he's told me that he, that that wasn't the source of his frustration his anger that it was it all came back to the Packers wanting him to play and Zadarius Smith wanting to have surgery I mean he went out there he, he get had the procedure done you know he didn't want surgery he, he said he heard that word it's like whoa what what the hell surgery on my back I mean we all hear back surgery you know in life and God, I, it, it just scares you to death. But, you know, they told him, yeah, well, we're going to shave this down. And he made that decision to do it. It sounds like the team wasn't happy with it. So there, too, it's kind of all over the place because, once again, you know, we're, it's talking about the injury stuff there and it, it kind of, you know, totally overlooking the captain thing early on. But even Tyler is struggling with keeping the story straight. It, once again, the story that Z is trying to say is that the Packers 
wanted him to play through the injury and Z wanted to get surgery. Well, even in that clip there, Tyler gets lost and he says, Z brought up, heard about surgery and was like, what surgery? I don't want to get surgery. But then flip flops at the end saying that the Packers wanted him to get surgery. The Packers, obviously, as you know, everyone kind of knows who follows the team in detail, very conservative with injuries. But, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, just Zadarius and Martellus Bennett are the two players in Packers history who have just not done well there, like as far as just getting along. Yeah. And just pushing this narrative that, you know, th- yeah, they're, they're the victim, that they're the victim. So. With all of this, I did a little bit more digging. I'm sure everyone loves, you know, listening more about Zadarius Smith, but he's a pretty easy guy to hate at this point. So once again, he, you know, he's saying he wanted to get this surgery. Sure. Okay. Well, let's look at how the season played out. So Zadarius Smith played week one, did not end up getting surgery until October 1st. Okay. Mm -hmm. He did not practice again until January 12th. That is 103 days. Okay, 103 days. Well, when Zadarius showed up to training camp, July 28th, he was put on the NFI list, which is, you know, saying he was injured during a non-football activity. June 17th, that same year, he was practicing in OTA, so we knew he was healthy then. So let's just, let's take the, the middle ground there. Let's take the middle date, which would be July 7th. Okay, Let's say he got injured then. He would have gotten surgery if he had reported it to the Packers. He probably would have gotten surgery soon after that. So let's say, you know, instead of getting surgery on October 1st. Such a weird time. He got it on July 7th, 10th, whatever. If that did happen, if he would have elected to get surgery before the season, you know, 103 days later, that would have ended up being October 18th, which was the day that we played the Chicago Bears week six uh, I don't know if you remember Blake the PUP was six weeks last year so he very easily isn't it that going forward too? it's four weeks uh, this year oh, so he very easily could have reported the injury to the team they took a look at it they all you know if Z wanted to get surgery I don't know why the Packers would have told him not to get surgery when they're always very conservative with things yeah, like that's this that's just what doesn't line up I'm like the Packers said no to something that like a doctor is recommending exactly that doesn't so, make sense so like, he w- that's literally not how they operate so he wouldn't have like what he wouldn't have been there all training camp but he would have been on the pup list and been good to go or at least started practicing week seven and i don't know if you know this blake you know playing 10 games is a lot better than playing the 30 some snaps that he ended up playing last season including the playoffs so i really yep, just hate zadaria smith uh like i said slenderia <laughs> smith at this point i don't know it it's like he's saying this shit and doesn't realize that people can like look back and just very easily we have find these lies. Yes. We have receipts. <laughs> yes, I'm a loser and I'm gonna he deep dive the Google search. He created the receipts. Literally. And we didn't create the receipts. He's the one. And that's another thing too, like Aaron Nagler said this this week too, where Z after his surgery, he was missing. Like he was missing in action. The team lost contact with him for a little bit too because he was out doing his own rehab and then you could look at someone like Robert Tunyon who also you know had surgery he stayed in Green Bay the entire time Z elected not to because he was you know a bum ass bitch and and wasn't yeah and wasn't voted captain 
So he wasn't going like, to stick around and then it was he a piece of He created the back. alienation when you think about it. When he's down there rehabbing and he loses contact, you got to create the contact as well. 100%. As much as we're creating contact, like it's a two-way street. <laughs> exactly. Just like the freaking talking in the hallways that he got all pissed about too. So Yeah, exactly. So that's it. Weird. Hopefully, so well, weird. I'm sure we'll talk about Zedarius after this game. Hopefully not too I much. I really Maybe just wish how they would have dug nothing. into like why he, the Baltimore thing fell through. Exactly. That's the so, thing. So like what? Uh, Tyler was just going to push whatever Z's narrative was and oh, wasn't going to push it. back on anything, so that's just the way it works. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got it. I get it. Exactly. So, moving on, Packers stuff, Packers football. Like I said, we'll go over the roster stuff. We'll eventually get to the uh, Vikings preview. But roster cut down, we can go over this briefly. Nothing too much here. Patrick Taylor and Tyler Goodson both got cut. They're on the practice squad. Rasheed Walker was a bit of a surprise, the uh, late-round pick. At tackle over Caleb Jones, the massive human over being who is now on the practice squad. He got it on one game. Yeah, well, I mean, you could. He did. A lot of people said that, but Jonathan Ford, too, he was a seventh round pick, didn't show anything, and he made it as well. And yeah, that's know, fair. He played. Uh, Trey over Winfrey, a little bit of a surprise. I thought Winfrey might have got picked up by Denver after that, but no, he is back on the practice squad. All the tight ends made it for the most part. You know, the four guys we kind of expected. Tyler Davis was a little iffy there for a bit. Uh, Jack Heflin and Chris Slayton both got cut. They're both back on the practice squad. Sean Davis had the injury. Of course, you know, we were talking all offseason. we got to figure out who the third safety is going to be. And, of course, the three and four guy with Sean Davis. And um, it was uh, not I almost said Terry Carpenter. It was uh, Scott. Scott. Vernon Scott both got cut after getting hurt. Not uh, not the best sign not when great. we want the first Especially two guys to Vernon stay healthy. Scott. Yeah, he was finally going to, you know, he suited up or he was on the 53-man roster all of last year, didn't really yeah, play, finally like, shows up a bit during training camp. I just feel like hurt. he's a backup safety. He's like, he's not, he's not great, but like he's serviceable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, when he played, he was halfway decent. Uh, and then like I kind of talked about there too, the biggest surprises making it, Jonathan Ford and Tariq Carpenter. Um, yep. They initially kept Abernathy, the safety uh, he did eventually get cut a couple days later for Rudy Ford, the safety from Jacksonville, who's going to be our new gunner, an absolute speedster, elite special teams player, probably our, be- our we'll best t- gunner since Jeff Janis, I would assume. Like, there's highlight tapes on this That's guy just wild. running down We'll punts. take a superstar on special teams, as ridiculous as that sounds. Literally. I, I will take, take a-, a superstar on special teams that's not your punter. Like, somebody else needs to be a star. Yeah, I'll, I would even take, like, a you know, superstar or long snapper at this point, too. Right. Um, and sticking with that Abernathy stuff, a lot of people, it was a nice story, him making the 53 and initially, you know, making it, but then getting cut. He's back on the practice squad, but the one thing that I noticed that people haven't talked about, him making the practice squad is a little sad as well because he took the spot of Rico Gafford, who initially made it, was one of the 15, 16 guys, got cut afterwards. Rico Gafford, what a six months he had after the Packers season. He got signed to a futures contract. He was always a wide receiver. The Packers were like, hey, let's turn you to a corner. All offseason, <laughs> months, he's working as a corner, working as a corner. Even during training camp, he had a couple snaps with the ones when uh, when uh, whoever was down with a couple injuries. Isn't he the guy that got burned in the San Fran game? Yes, oh, I believe so, yeah. unfortunately. That lost him it right there. So that was it. But, you know, <laughs> still, after being halfway decent, after making that transition, he makes it to the practice squad. He's like, cool. And, you know, you make decent, you're making 10 grand a week if you're on the practice squad, $200,000 a year. He's like, cool. All right. I can, st- I got some time to learn the position. Nope. Gets cut for Abernathy. So I don't know, just something else to think about there at the back end of the roster. But 
moving on. The depth chart, not too much to talk about here either. Lazard, Cobb, Sammy Watkins are the starters. Romeo Dubs and uh, Christian Watson after that. The offensive line right now is looking like Bakhtiari, Runyon, Myers, Newman, and Elton. That is what the depth chart shows. Tom, Zach Tom is listed as the backup at left guard, which I still think if we need a right tackle, he's going to be the guy who steps in. When right now, they, I believe they have Newman uh, set up as the right tackle um, backup as well. Mason Crosby is back on the roster a little surprisingly. People weren't sure if he'd be ready. And we do have Ramirez... Uh, um, is it Ahmed Ramirez or Ramirez Ahmed? Ramirez Ahmed. There we go. Okay. He's on the practice squad as our backup kicker. So there you go. That is the roster. Not Nothing too exciting. There, you know, I think uh, getting Ford on as the safety for a gunner, that is like the most exciting thing that happened last year. Um, Bahor Quez trading for him was a little exciting at the end, but uh, mm-hmm. set, in, set in stone. I like the starters. Don't love all the backups, but... Uh, We've got a roster. Yeah, that's there. And we're on to Minnesota. We'll see. So moving on, season preview here. I figure, you know, betting is becoming a little more popular with uh, the legalization of gambling in a lot of states. Unfortunately, not here in Minnesota yet for sports. State doesn't have anything fun going on. Hopefully soon enough. But, hey, there's some fun props we can look at. Aaron Rodgers, whatever, he's now listed um, plus 1,000 to an MVP, meaning 10 to 1 odds. I don't think he's going to win MVP this year, just with the reshuffling of the offense. That's something else that people... Nope. I'm surprised that we haven't heard more about this. Uh, A lot has been made the last three years of Matt LaFleur obviously being the head coach, but the system he had in place where he had Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze, the quarterback coach. Um, He even had Justin Outen, the tight end coach. And those guys are now gone. So he, he's going from those guys who he's had the last three years to Adam Stenovich, who is now the offensive coordinator, who was previously obviously our offensive line coach. So he's one of the guys. And then there's also Jason Vrabel, the wide receiver coach, and also the passing game coordinator. So hmm. there could a lot of people are saying, you know, there might be some growing pains because of the new personnel on the field. But even behind the scenes, it's gonna be it's gonna be different as well. For sure. So we'll see what happens there. But looking at Aaron Rodgers' passing totals, let's see what you think here, Blake. Let's see. Vegas has Rodgers' passing touchdown total at 31.5. Last year, he had 37 touchdowns. Uh, The year before that, he had 48 touchdowns. Blake, how are you thinking? uh, Is Rodgers going to have over 31.5 touchdowns this year? I actually think he's going to have over. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I think he's going to be over or under the 31 and a half touchdowns. I okay. do think we're going to turn more into a running game or even when we get there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over because even that first year under LaFleur in 2019. Didn't he have like 25 tutties, two picks? Something like that. But he had I so he had so many touchdowns that were on like the five yard line or that little shovel pass. I deal just think that counts. Like- more explosive still. Like even if we're not like better overall on offense, I feel like we have more explosion. I think he's gonna get some random tutties. Yeah, we do have some more speed. You know, we lost MVS, but I think we have more, you know, uh productive speed. MVS was great and he was good, but obviously his hands was always kind of a problem right. and there were games where he would literally just disappear. So with Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson who are both pretty fast maybe that will we'll see some improvement there we'll see uh his yards he it's set at uh 4050 
I don't know if you feel too strongly about that. The last two years, he's gone over that, but just barely. I think that's a pretty easy one where I would take the under. Yeah, this is the one where I would take the under now. Like, honestly, I think as much as I said he's going to go over on the passing touchdowns, I think he's just going to get some dumb tutties yep. where you're like, okay, but, like, he didn't really actually do anything there. Um, I think he's going to be under in yards, though, because we're going to run the ball a lot, and it's going to be a lot of based out of the backfield. Yeah, I think so, too, especially it'll be interesting to see what happens with the offensive line. Uh, We had some growing pains last year, obviously, when Newman had to play a little bit more than we first expected, and if they could be a little bit more physical, which they lacked at times last year, the running game will get going. I do think blocking was the majority of the problem last year because neither Jones or Dylan averaged more than 4.3 yards a carry last yep. year, so hopefully that will improve. This is the other big one, I think. Aaron Rodgers' INT total yep. is set at 6.5. This is a very easy under for me. Well, I guess I shouldn't say easy. I wouldn't be surprised even if he threw two picks this weekend just if, you know, Ooh. Romeo or Christian Watson or so. someone runs the wrong just route. because of their corners. I mean, I... I do think we're due. The last three years has been pretty good. I think we're due for some more finger pointing on the field this year from Rodgers. I think oh, he's, little, finger point, huh? he's more aware of it going on now with the camera zooming in on him, but <laughs> I think we'll see a little bit more there. Blake, how are you feeling on the picks? Um, Six and a half. I think he's going to be under, but he's going to have six. Ooh, you wow. There you go. That's how the numbers work. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's going to be under. <laughs> exactly. I get it, but like. I'd like. I don't think it's gonna be three or anything. I think he's gonna throw six. That that seems my numbers. To... I think he's gonna have are like thirty three and six this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it is something like that. The thing with Rodgers too is I feel like he he focuses more on interceptions than touchdowns. You know, like yeah, he's not making a mistake. Exactly. Like gambling. Yes. He doesn't gamble. Yes. He's it's, calculated. Especially twenty eighteen that last year with McCarthy, the year where it seemed like every other throw just about he like, you know, threw to the sidelines. So yeah. he's taking a little bit more calculated risks, but I I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh Romeo Dubs is listed at a fourteen to one odds to win offensive rookie of the year, Christian Watson sixteen to one, just something to think about. Aaron Jones rushing total is six and a half. It's listed over and th- this is what's a little surprising because, you know, Aaron Jones, six and a half rushing touchdowns. I think most of us would assume he's going to go over that. Oh, yeah. Last year, he only had four rushing touchdowns. And the year before that, he only had nine, which is still a little surprising. Now, before that, he had 16. But, God, I would think he's going to go over six and a half this year. Let's say when that line's healthy, he's going to get some holes. Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, this is the other thing to think about a little more... I don't know, historic, one one could say. His over-under for receptions is set at 66 and a half. It's an absurd number. It's an incredibly high number. I think Vegas even knows that people know that they're going to throw to the backs a little bit more, but that is such a high number to the fact that the top three most receptions by a running back in Packers history, number one, uh, Edgar Bennett had 78. Amon Green had 73. Wow. And Dorsey Levin's one season had 71. And those are the that only those are the only right the only three seasons that have went over that 66 and a half receptions. Amon Green, he's such like a like deep backfield runner. Yeah, you you kind you almost forget about how productive he was he those was, early he was, Sherman years. productive. I just remember him running the ball. Yeah, time, like and he could always do a little bit of everything. 
But that's one, too, where I think on the surface, I would always just assume I'd take the over on his receptions this year. Yeah. But I'd still take the under just based off of history and A.J. Dillon being in the backfield, too. I don't know if he's going to go over that. Um, Moving on, we'll just skip to A.J. Dillon's rushing total. It is listed at 775 yards. Blake? Oh, he's going over. Oh, you think he's, he's going, going over? He's going over. It, we like they're going to be borderline 2000-yard backs here. Do you know what the difference was in rushing yards last year between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? No, but it couldn't been much. So, AJ Dillon did finish last year with 803 rushing yards, like I said the over/under set at 775. Aaron Jones had four less rushing yards last year. So, that is just how close it was, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be something similar to that yep. this year. Uh, Alan Lazard, I'll just say all of them here. Blake, give me the one you feel the strongest about. His touchdowns are listed at five and a half for the season for receiving yards, 750, and receptions, 56 and a half. What, uh, anything really pop out with you there, Blake? Mm, I think he's going to go over on the touchdowns. That's the that's the one I was thinking too. Even last year, he had eight touchdowns. He especially early in the season, and he's going to be seven, the number eight one, again. right? And he's I mean, the with that's see, not a bad season. Yeah, and I see, think the yards will go up too. I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Five hundred and thirteen isn't much, but God, I really think it's going to be. Half, I don't know about yeah. that, but it's going to be a different be right offense there. every every month just about i think there's going to be some transitional periods i think lazard will be the one that'll probably remain constant through most of it but just the red zone presence where he's always been able to find that hole in the zone and sit pat and catch the ball i think he'll be over that five, for sure that five Do you know like the last time like the packers have ever like the, like rogers didn't have a thousand yard receiver like probably Adams before he started breaking thousand yards. Yeah, probably that. I would I would have to guess the twenty sixteen like, wasn't Jordy 20... playing. Jordy probably had a thousand yards. You yeah, know what I mean, I think I think it's the year that Jordy tore his ACL because Devontae still battled it, and Cobb didn't have enough, and Jeff Janis and yeah. Jared Aberderis. That I, is probably the one. That would be my like, guess. This is this is like gonna be the first time he doesn't have a thousand yard receiver in a while, I believe. Yeah, they're all gonna have like. 500 yards. It'll like be interesting to see. Four guys will have 500 yards. We'll obviously be holding out to see what happens with the rookies. And right. the last one that we can talk about here, the over-under wins, Blake. Uh, I don't know if you remember how many wins the Packers had last year. It was 13. It is set at 11 for this season. Blake, what do you think? I What's I, 11? 11 and 6 now with how many games there, right? Yes, uh, 11 and 6. That's a good number. I mean... It's tough. I'm either doing that... Uh, I could totally <laughs> see him getting 10, but, like, I just think the defense is going to be too good. They'll get 11. That's that's where I'm at. But, like, I, like, 12 could be a number for them. Yeah. Put, they're definitely not getting 13, let me tell you that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I've uh, said that the last two years, too, I mean, so I wouldn't be shocked. is that dominant, because I don't think our offense is going to be able to like carry some games. That's what I think, too, because I think the defense is going to make it possible every single week for the Packers to win. Kind of like that, that Niners game, too, in the playoffs. I'm and just saying, like, talk about that, but. think, like, Ravens domination, you know, like, of a defense like that. I don't know if they're going to be like that. Right. We'll see. It's Either way, it is the most excited I've been about to see the defense in, you know, my adult life, I would think, you know, maybe oh, the first yeah, 100%. year 
you know, the only thing that would come close would, would be that year with Dom Capers and getting Clay Matthews and I mean, BJ Raji. Be the best defense in the league. I just don't know if they're going to be historically good. Right. So we'll know. just have to see what happens there. But talking about history there, seeing how good that defense is going to be. Bold predictions for the season. You know, a couple bold predictions. Get us ready. You know, it's always nice to have these out there, and then we'll look back in January and say, oh, wow, those were really fucking stupid. So I'll start off here, Blake, and this isn't a hot take. This is what a lot of people in the Packers' Twittersphere has said over the last few months. I think, now it's bold. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I think Rashawn Gary is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. He's obviously had a lot of sacks or had more sacks last year. He was top three in rushing uh, win percentage and also pressure percentages. Uh, as well, as well, as well. Um, he opened the off season at 100 to one odds, and it's slowly gone down to 30 to one odds to win Defensive Player of the it's Year. Going down quick. That's pretty damn good. And if it's I could find a way to bet that, I would probably through throw a few dollars on that. But Blake, what is your first bold prediction of the year? Um. Jared's going to have three pick sixes. Three pick sixes? At first, I thought you were going to say three picks because... No, no, not three picks. Two uh, pick sixes. I'm okay. taking back. Two okay. pick sixes. Okay, okay. Well, is that is that really that bold? Because Razul had, like, three last year, didn't he? Yeah, but I just, like, that was such an anomaly, I feel like. Like, Rasul's good. I'm yeah. not saying he's not good. I just think Rasul will maybe have one this year. Like, I don't know. We'll we're going to be better on defense, technically, so maybe he will have more, but... Razul is that playmaker ball hawk type, and Jair has historically been that shutdown corner where he almost I just, doesn't have the opportunity to pick off the ball. That's what I'm saying. Now with the two other corners, you can't just attack the other guys. you got to try and just find yep. somebody, and Jair is just sticky. He is sticking to his guy. That's true. And like him more opportunities, he's just going to ha- he's gonna pick a couple. He's too good. Okay. He's too good. Okay, I like that. So two at least. And he's so smart for a corner. Yep. He's unreal smart. So we'll say that. At least two pick sixes for him this year, and a little known, I don't know if it's a little known fact, but Matt has brought it up quite a bit. He does play a wide receiver on scout team and stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we see him come out on some trick Maybe play or play some type with of receiver. Ball, <laughs> ball uh, skills. If I well, who would you who would you pick to have better hands right now? Uh Stokes or Darnell Savage? Oh, that's uh, <laughs> savage. I got to say savage. I think I, I do, just, too. <laughs> he didn't pick the ball more. Even when it didn't count in that one Vikings game, yeah. he still intercepted it. Yeah. Even, like, I don't know how many times I could count on my hand last year where Stokes, like, he could have picked it, and there were, like, even if it wouldn't have counted, he still didn't pick it. And you're like, what the, yeah. what? <laughs> Bro, that one's the easy one. Exactly. Yeah, he had a couple of those. We're just getting his freaking head around. But Savage had so many balls in his freaking hands. I think he would have had like six picks. If I feel he like Savages are always coming at a wild angle, though. We're like, yeah. we're like, Stokes can play the ball a little bit because he's a corner. Yeah. He does have to take like interesting routes to try and make plays. But because Savage is so fast, too, where he's able to break on the ball at such odd angles, too, where it doesn't really help him. But yeah, he's I mean. almost like too fast for the player. He <laughs> diagnoses sometimes. But, anyways. Yeah. If we'll, we'll just keep talking yeah. him up. Uh, next bold prediction I have, and I think two years ago I had a similar one for him. I have Robert Tunyon making the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, this season, and we've, you know, talked about it Bye. at nauseum at this point, but there's obviously a lot of new pass catchers on this offense. There is still obviously Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, but other than that, Robert Tunyon is going to be the dude. He's 
healthy. He's been practicing for the last few weeks. I'm sure he'll probably start on a bit of a limited snap count, but he is probably, what, second or third in line for guys that Rodgers trusts. He's going to have a ton of snaps just because he is the tight end one. He's another guy who, in the red zone, he knows where to be. I think there's a very good chance, especially after getting snubbed two years ago, that Robert Tunyon will make the Pro Bowl this year. Especially, too, with if the offensive line can be healthy to start the season or, you know, figure something out early on, Robert Tunyon won't have to block as much. He'll be able to run more routes. And that was kind of his issue last year as well before he tore that ACL. So that's what I have for my second one. Blake, what do you have for another bold prediction? The Packers will have two running backs nominated to the Pro Bowl. Ooh, nominated to the... So, nominated to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So, are we saying, like, uh, we'll see headlines for fan vote there? We have two of them up there? Or you're saying, like, two of them will at least be alternates? Yeah, two of them will at least be alternates. Okay. They'll be good enough for that. Okay, I like that. That's incredibly bold because running back is a uh, premier position, which every team seems to have a very, very good one. But, yeah, that'll... I wonder... I don't even want to press if that's happened before. I don't. I wouldn't think I it know. has, but whatever. I, we don't. We don't have Hank here, our uh, stat checker, so we can't do that that's right now. We'll just tough. move on. Uh, my last bold prediction, and this is wordy. You know, much like how I explain a lot of things, or how Jason Wilde explains things. I think T.J. Slayton is going to turn into a well enough rounded player that the Packers will have two defensive linemen with over seven sacks. This season, I believe those two players will be Jerron Reed and Kenny Clark. We've talked about a lot. One, Jerron Reed, TJ Slayton, everyone else on the defensive line, Devontae Wyatt coming on, Dean Lowry having a pretty solid year last year. It's pretty deep, so Kenny can finally probably not have to worry about always getting double teamed because we're going to have you know some talent around him, along with Quay and Devondre Campbell coming back too in that front seven. There's going to be a lot of moving parts there, and I think... A couple of these times during the season, you know, miss blocks, they're going to run free and get a couple more sacks than usual for a defensive lineman, especially in this scheme. Blake? That's fair. Thank you. You know, that's all. I'm, I'm just trying to be fair here, unlike Ty Dune when he's doing his reporting. Fair. That's true. That's true. Thank you. Uh, Bold prediction. All right. Uh, Romeo Dubs is going to have eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. That's just eight touchdowns. Oh, so you're saying it could be he could be the new jet sweep guy too. He could be jet sweep. They might he punt returned in college. Yep. Things. He can do things. I don't, I don't <laughs> see him like getting Bold. one on a punt return, but he like will do things. This the dude can just do stuff and we're going to see it. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. He can do stuff and we're going to see it. Yep. I agree. I I really hope It'll be interesting to see how the snaps go week one, if especially if Lazard ends up being out and we see some more from Watson and, and Dubs. We'll see that LaFleur has a little more confidence in them when in years past, especially under McCarthy, it was very tough to get those young guys in on offense. I wish we could see Watson. I don't have a Watson hot take because I don't even know what to see out of him because mm-hmm. this is his first week practicing. Right. So yeah. it's like I don't know. And he's probably gonna play because he's just talented. Like even Rogers is saying, yeah, this kid's different and stuff. But I don't know what is. We don't even know what he looks like. We like right. I don't know. That's the thing. And a lot of guys have so said I can't make too. A bold take on him. Right. Like on the beat that he's. And this was even very early on how Romeo Dubs is more built and Christian Watson is is a lot more slender. So we'll see what he looks like in pads on Sunday if he does suit up. The other thing, if nothing else, 
and you know everyone said this, but you can throw him out there and he can be MVS. Just have him run straight. Give him a couple easy routes, whatever. He can do something and or do that deep play action over the top and let him just run. That's what he ran Ooh, at DSU. The new Jordy. Yep. yep. Yeah, be the new be, Jordy if you're gonna be anything. Just yeah. run deep and run by him. You're even faster, kid. Yeah, we're really tempering expectations here for the season. Um Yeah, right. Exactly. Very, very casual. Like uh you know, not yeah. gonna be that good. Or yeah. be pretty great. So <laughs> speaking of long bombs uh, in Minnesota to wide receivers, we can now preview the Vikings game in the Dome, much like how MVS had that long touchdown last year. It was nice. Blake, the Green Bay Packers. God, this is so nice to finally say, you know, we got real football. The Green Bay uh, Packers are no. playing the Minnesota Vikings at 325. Uh, Fox coverage this week. It's the new crew of Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, and Aaron Andrews, the new number one. Uh, reminder, Joe Buck and Aikman are, are they with Prime? No, Monday Night Football, right? Yeah, yeah they're the yeah, new Monday, Monday night, night squad. So we'll see that. That'll be interesting. <laughs> the Packers are one and a half point favorites. And for those who ha- may have somehow forgot or didn't know, if you're the home team, you always get three points. So they're technically saying that the Packers are four and a half points better than the Minnesota Vikings. Sheesh. The over-under is set at 46 and a half. So, you know, kind of middle number there. Um, obviously the Vikings had a bit of a wholesale change this off season, new GM in Queasy, Queasy, right? Is that Quasi, I think Quasi. Quasi. Yeah. That shit Quasi. Quasi. Um, so new GM, he's made a lot of moves to it. It's something like no GM has made more trades since, you know, the new year he started a than dealer. him. Absolutely. Uh, they obviously have a new head coach as well in Kevin O'Connell. Um, they have a new defensive coordinator and Ed Donatella. He was the Packers defensive coordinator back in the day for the uh, very, uh, I don't know how legendary isn't the right word, but uh, dark uh, fourth and 26. Oh. He was our, yeah. That's oh, it's, Sherman? Yeah, the Sherman oh. days. He was the defensive coordinator for the Darren Sharper sitting on the, like at the I first down line. He has a name. Oh. Mm-hmm. So he somehow is a retread and is wow. a defensive coordinator once again for the Vikings. <laughs> Yeah. They all they have Mike Petton there as a assistant coach, and they also have Mike Smith, who's the outside linebacker coach with Zedarius, obviously. Um, but yeah, oh. O'Connell, I do think this was a good move for them. And the rumor out there is, I'm sure you heard Sean McVay after the season, it was floated around that he might retire and become an analyst. The rumor off of that rumor is that if he did move on, O'Connell would have been the new Rams head coach. So something to think about i don't know if it's true or not but doesn't mean he's as good as him fuck no he's not he's not close he's he's a shitty he was a shitty quarterback (laughs) he'll be a shitty head coach i don't know either way i think it was the right move for the vikings to catch up with the 21st century and have an offensive minded head coach i agree they're they're trying they're trying yes that's exactly it and i'm sure you've seen some of the rumors from ty Dune again this offseason of zimmer being just a crotchety old man the last few years but Vikings yep. offense most, angry. mostly returns uh, all the same pieces they had. Kirk Cousins, who we all know and love at quarterback. Uh, they have Delvin Cook as the running back again. Sheesh. They obviously have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Osborne, their third wideout. They might have... Oh, they just traded for Jalen Rager, too. Yeah, they got Rager, but he's... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. He's, a, he's a bum. I'm just saying he's there. It's funny how they do have him and Justin Jefferson now when they went back to back in that draft. But I, I wouldn't have traded that because they have Osborne. What are they doing? I don't know. Well, he probably wants their own jet sweep guy too. And JJ and Thielen and Osborne, they're all, you know, 
regular receivers, and Osborne, too, is a pretty massive human being. So getting that Jalen, maybe he's going to be their jet sweep guy. That's fair. Um, their offensive line sounds like it's improved, but they do still have <laughs> Garrett Bradbury at center, which... Oh, he's going to get bullied. It's like a, a yearly occurrence now. I, I love Garrett Bradbury. <laughs> just where it's just it's bullied. You, you get a clip uh. that goes semi-viral of Kenny... Clark just throwing <laughs> Bradbury like a, like he's you know a box a a bag of potatoes whatever you want to say so I look forward to seeing that, that on Sunday as stuff. well. Well, now you can't even help double team him or sometimes because you got the other guy might be good. Yeah, maybe we'll you see who's playing. It could just be good. Maybe we'll see Jerron Reed throw yeah, him like absolutely a rolling. bag of chips. Uh, on defense, obviously, as we talked about, they have Z and Daniil Hunter if they can both stay healthy. They have Harrison Smith at safety and sign back there. Their uh, new draft pick early in the second round, I believe. Um, they have some not great corners with Patrick Peterson leading the way, and their defensive line is Oof. meh. They they obviously have uh, defensive tackles. They're not. They're average. Yeah, that's that's what I should say. And they have uh, Kendricks in the middle as well. But is he slowing down because he's fast? That's the thing. He's got to be slowing down at some point. I mean, he's getting How up there in age. How long has he been there? But I feel like he's been there forever. I believe, um, I believe they drafted him the same year that we drafted Blake Martinez. So Was he with, like, Kenny Clark? Ah, uh, fuck. He, he, I think he played with Kenny Clark, but it wasn't the same draft class. Okay. So, there you go. Uh, that is the game. Blake, any initial thoughts looking into this matchup? How are you feeling? You know, first game of the season, I you always get hyped up for the first game. kind of... I don't want to say it sucks, but I'd almost want to save the Packer Viking one of the Packer Viking games for later on because we're going to be hyped up anyways. But Blake, you know this stupid game is going to be played a few miles away from where we currently are. Yeah. How are you feeling about this game? Well, I'm always nervous about Packers Vikings. Yeah, I live amongst I mean, a bunch of them here. Yeah, I assume a split every year. I see a lot of Packers fans here. I'm not going to lie, people. Well, there's plenty of us out here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of smart people here too. Yeah. Um. We'll see. I guess my initial thoughts are, like, I think we can run the ball against them right up the middle. That's what I'm hoping for. Right up for the too. middle. Yeah. I mean, Kendricks isn't, like, a fill-fill linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's a fast, like, he could fill, but he's not, like, he's not like that. He's not Devin White filling. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Harrison Phillips is our best D-tackle, but, like, I feel like our fourth-string D-tackle is just as good as Harrison Phillips. Yeah. I mean, ugh, that's not great for them. And I, I like what you're saying there, too. I do hope we run the ball, especially right at Z. He's a great pass rusher, but as we all know, he's pretty he's not great on run defense, especially setting the edge. Yeah. So I, I'd fucking run it right up the middle and right at Z if I yeah, have to. Just run away from Daniil Hunter, basically, if yeah. you're going to run the ball. Um, I also think we're going to be pretty good at, like, like if we're going to have, like, a starting team to play against, like, corners-wise to, like, get the rookies entrenched in NFL football. This is the team to play. Yep. They're going to start like a rookie and then two get like one guy that's aging and he's trying to stay up with the speed on these guys cuz our guys are fast. Mm-hmm. Even Sammy Watkins is fast. And um, then I know Dantzler is pretty slow too. Like there it's not a fast secondary. Ex- exactly. It's not, it's not no world beaters back there that we're going to play in that part. And uh, I don't know, Harrison Smith's got to slow down too, right? Like mm, he's been would, there for even longer. He's you would the think, longest but kind of guy. Safeties, safeties seem to be able to play forever. I mean, Chuck it's played true. forever too. But it's true. Yeah, I because it's I get nervous because I'm thinking about the offensive line for the Packers. You know, we don't have a official injury report yet. Yeah. But it looks like we'll probably have one of either Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins. Yeah, it's but probably the, gonna be Bach. Yeah. 
but it's tough because it still means we're going to have Newman out there and probably, you know, someone, I don't know who else would fill in, maybe Zach Tom too, but that's the thing that worries me on that fast track, but that's about the only negative I really feel about this game. Once again, yeah. I, it, for edge is scary. Yeah, it, for sure. With the, in this with game, that it's tandem. scary because of their particular edges, but I just feel it's a weird contrast of style this game. Like, their corners are bad, but our receivers aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Like, or even, like, you know, developed or whatever you want to right. say. Um, but they're, like, got great edge rushers, and we don't have, like, our tackles yet, like, basically. They're just trying to get healthy for, like, basically week four. Yeah. Well, they could maybe play week one. We'll see, but. Yeah, fully well, ready to go by week four, and then like our interior line is pretty good because it's all the regular guys, and they can play. We know that, and their insides is the we- their weakness, so it's a weird contrast. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's the fan in me doesn't like that we play them week one, but analytically and best chance for the Packers to win. It's still week one for them with a new offense. Still week one with them with a new defensive coordinator. I feel like week one's always a talent contest till you get some chemistry and continuity on how you guys are going to be in rhythm and play together and figure yep. out who's going to fit best where on the actual field against a team. Yep. Where they feel like, and I just feel like we're more talented technically, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think so too. As good as they're on offense, don't get me wrong, Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in the league. We'll see. But Un- Unfortunately, I still think he's going to end up being like one of the best draft picks in Vikings history, not just for the player, but oh, yeah. for he's keeping gonna, him away he's from gonna Green He's going to start challenging Moss stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like the kids we'll got see. that. We'll see. This is the year to find out if he's going to be the that kids. type of player or just true, you know your regular run-of-the-mill Pro gonna, Bowl wide receiver. He's going to have with them for a little while to like, because there will be a downfall like as far as like them just getting different players around him. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. Still very excited for this game. I think we'll eke it out. But, Blake, I guess I'll start. You know, this is, you know, you're you're new here and you haven't been able to preview a game. So, this has got to be, you know, incredibly fun and rewarding for you. It's an exhilarating experience and nervous at the same time. <laughs> there you go. That's all I wanted to hear. I'll go first for my score prediction of this game. Once again, I. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be weird. These games do get weird sometimes. You know, randomly maybe Dalvin Cook runs for over 220 yards and you know just eats our lunch all day. Well, I don't see it. I I do think it could. I wouldn't be shocked if it's if the defense really comes out hot and we don't allow the Vikings to do much of everything of anything. I think it'll be a little low scoring. I have a score of 28 to 17. The Green Bay Packers winning. I think the Packers just kind of move wow. the ball consistently, nothing crazy, and I think the defensive ho- the defense holds up pretty well. Maybe a couple late touchdowns for the Vikings, but I feel fairly confident that the Packers will win this game. Blake, thoughts? I mean, I, th- I don't think it's a like crazy prediction. I think twenty eight is a high number for what anybody's going to score yeah, in this game. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's still a fast track. Minnesota early in the season defense uh, going to learn. That's fair. That's fair. They are. They got. They got some soft spots. This is true. Um, can't debate that. Uh, but I think it's be more like 23, 20, 24, 23. See so, now that to that... like um fourteen. Okay. Something like that. Now see that. Well, the Vikings uh, have thirteen. We went by ten or something. Twenty three thirteen, something like it's gonna be weird. Twenty three thirteen. That just Justin Jefferson's gonna get a crazy one, but Dalvin Cook's finally not gonna go off on us for like the first time, I believe. Uh, I think we held him in check pretty good in the in one. Wow, of the I just remember him year. even like when he's like borderline injured coming in a Lambo and oh. just getting like 
80 yards receiving and 100 yards rushing. And I'm it's, like, yeah, it's, it's reckless. Ridiculous. Yeah. It, but we got the defense to match it now. I think so, too. Especially, you know, we have the linebackers. We have the front the seven finally to, like, start competing with what he brings physically. For sure. We don't have to rely on, like, Darnell Savage having to come down the line. Right. Exactly. But, yeah, I I guess we'll see. The thing that kind of makes me weary, too, is uh, especially week one betting, I love home dogs, and the Vikes are a home dog. If you look at the lines this week, so many home dogs. I'm, I think I'm going to probably take, like, I, all of them except for the Vikings. I just, like, it's such a different home dog where, like, you look at a lot of other ones. It's not, like, a state-state one for the most part. This is, like, one of the longest ones outside of Bears-Packers. Yeah. As far as rivalries, true rivalries in the NFL that you can really think of where they're, like, really, like, you see people a lot in both stadiums. Mm-hmm. And, like, la- I was at this game last year at U.S. Bank. The legit one lower half side of the stadium, I could not see purple. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is, am I in Green Bay indoors or what? what is happening here? It's been a good rivalry. And like you said, you know, usually you think of the Bears, but they've been so irrelevant for the most part over the last two decades. You know, yeah. they had that one Super Bowl run, really, and we played them in the NFC Championship game in uh, 2010 as well. For but sure. other than that, it's just, it's always having to deal with the Vikings because even under Zimmer, like, they weren't, they weren't ever, like, world beaters, but they were, but they, they had, weren't bad until they last year. They had the year. defensive like know-how to like stay in every game. Yes. That's why they were in every game. Exactly. Despite anything, Zimmer knew how to coach defense. Yes. He just he knew how to coach defense and he knew how to get in the way of the offensive coordinator at yep, every yep. He's real good at just blowing stuff up, but one last thing with the game, Blake, we have to have our bold predictions. Uh, I'll probably explain again next week, but we always have, you know, a bold prediction, something that probably you know, that is a little surprising. Once again, kind of like the season one. I'll start off for the year. This is usually how I do it. I always love doing this. You know, the new fresh rookies and, you know, maybe they're going to jump out on the scene. Do what you got to do. Someone who I really liked after the draft and, you know, he's made a, he made a noise in training camp as well, uh, especially well, at the end. Who doesn't love him? I'm going to take J.J. Anigbare with his first career sack. Hopefully, maybe the Packers get out to a decent lead. And I think either way, he's going to play a handful of snaps I think he's going to be able to make a couple moves on a subpar tackle and tackle Look Kirk Cousins for a sack in, in the third or fourth quarter probably, but I'm going to say J.J. gets his first career sack. Blake, what is your bold prediction? Mm, my per- bold prediction for the game. This is going to be one of Jair's pick six games. Ooh, okay. Okay, perfect. I Hopefully on a Thielen ball too. That would be nice. He can. Uh, He's already abused Thielen. When you goodness. when you think of Jair Alexander at US Bank, what do you think of? I literally think of the screen pass right. out to <laughs> out to Stefan Diggs, <laughs> and he just absolutely blows Thielen up between him. Yeah. And Thielen's just down there for a minute, like, yo, the corner just killed me <laughs> into Stefan Diggs. And I you think see it in his soul. I think everyone thinks of that too. And if. If, I'm pretty sure I'm right. D- didn't he get a safety the he one got, year no, two? Uh, yeah, did he, force yeah, a pick? he did like early in the game. Yeah, a safety two out of corner, random corner blitz. It was so good last year. Yeah, that was sick as shit. So I, I'm so excited for him to be back more than anyone because he is just legit. Yeah, because we really and it wasn't a, like a lower body thing. It was just a, like upper like thing. So like he always yeah. brings tackling, but as long as his legs are working, he's. Fast. That damn shoulder against uh, the Steelers last year, you know, that was that was yeah. the end of him for, for 20, up in there. 20. Two summers ago, mess up his shoulder real nice. Pretty similar. Yeah, I mean, me, have, you know, like rec league volleyball two years ago, too. I was in the same thing. Ugh, could barely move my arm, but I powered through. Anyways, everyone's favorite part of the show. 
If you could please leave a five-star review, that would be cool on iTunes or Spotify. Leave a review. That would be cool as well. If you do, you can take a screenshot, send it to us. We'll send you a free can koozie with the logo. It's very cool. You know, you'll impress all your friends at the tailgate. Just, you know, wiggle your can of beer in front of their face. and They'll be like, wow, what a cool koozie. And you'll say, yes, you are right. Um, and hey, if you leave a review too, we'll probably read it on the podcast next week. So, you know, as long as you leave five stars, whatever you write after, I will repeat on the show. So there you go. Put your own nice. name out That's there. A challenge. Very cool. Yeah. A huge challenge. Yeah. Let's see who can come up with the most creative review. Even if you did <laughs> before, who cares? Do another one. I don't care. You know, let's get that algorithm pumping our name out there. Uh, but with that, I mean, I probably do have enough. I could always talk about the Packers, but uh, Blake, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Nope. Go Pack Go. All right. Well, you know, usually Kyle says that after the last part, but it's okay. You're new here. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't know. But <laughs> Part-timer. <laughs> it's okay. I always throw off the flow anyways. But with that... Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us. Again, hello, hello, Blake. Uh, what's your favorite style of shoe? Mm. Style? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, I'd say probably 11s. Okay. <clears throat> that was very, that was a very deep thought. Or 9s. 7s or 9s? Yeah. What, what do the numbers even mean? Just the year he like the shoes came out. This like '97. Like <clears throat> whenever his first shoe came out. That's it's just it every is. year out. Oh. Yeah. So probably since his first shoe came out, '85. I think. Okay. So a minute. There you go. Yeah, the more you know. 